0: quite different opinions on our next topic and our next topic is grading in
1: junior sports to push for finals and eventually as we do for sport we try and win that ultimate goal winning the premiership okay i'm going to cut you off there because i don't believe grading has anything to do with winning have a strong club and strong club mentality in the sense that um, so you're saying
0: yep teams that hard grade have a weak club and a weak mentality um, Do you
1: believe ripping the band off slowly? He just loves going on that court knowing that he, his best mates are next to him.
0: Now, I know what you're doing because I spoke to you off air about this and I know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to put words in my mouth.
1: I think us as parents have got to listen to our kids in that sense. And now a word from our major sponsor.
0: Yay! welcome back to the latest episode of coach data podcast yes thank you and how have you been very well and what a great weekend of sport it's been here in melbourne we're in lockdown as everyone knows and we don't have a life but the Melbourneian teams throughout the country are really serving it up
1: yeah they're smashing it aren't they the, the Tigers and your your old faithful the cats got through the mighty cats—they're
0: on their way to another premiership win, so I'm very excited by that. We got the Melbourne Bixons. Oh, what did a game you, that was! Did you get any? Did you get the opportunity to watch it?
1: Yeah, my wife put it on the TV, and I sat down, and I was fixed for the next hour and a half. I could not take my eyes off it. What a grand final that was!
0: Two points down and found a way to come back and win. Amazing.
1: Yeah, the whole game was within four points the whole way. It was just, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Two well-deserved teams in the granny, I tell you. Tell you what, that Melbourne Dixon team, they must have been graded. Yeah, (laughs) very funny. Very funny because I
0: believe that is the next topic. The next topic. Now, as everyone knows, you and I are good mates. We are, we are. Hopefully by the end of this conversation we still will be because I know we have quite different opinions on our next topic and our next topic is grading in junior sports.
1: Yes, I, can't, I believe we can't even get uh, what a grade is right, can we? We, we beg to differ on that one.
0: Oh, we've had many a talk over this topic and yeah, even to today we still don't agree. So hopefully by the end of it you'll give up and come on board with my way of thinking. But ben, let's start off with in your mind what is grading we're going to have a lot of listeners out there that are really uh, just come into junior sports just moving through Auskick probably don't have a clue what we're talking about so what is grading
1: well grading there is definitely plenty of forms of grading but for me personally I believe grading you sort of come down to a hard and a soft grade hard being you're sort of pushing for Playing in the higher grades, whether that be A grade or, or championship, whatever you, however you sport name it, um, you're trying to push to get into that grade and, and be very successful in that grade and, and try to, to push for finals. And eventually, as we do for sport, we try and win that ultimate goal, of winning the premiership.
0: Okay, I'm going to cut you off there because I don't believe grading has anything to do with winning.
1: Yeah. You want me to go, on? all right, well, that, that's how I feel. Maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned, but that's what I feel a hard grade is, and then the the old soft grade. Um, to me, it, it's more you sort of grading, have a strong club and strong club mentality in the sense that... Um, so you're saying yep. teams at hard grade have a weak club and a weak mentality? No, I'm not saying that in a way. Um, I, I definitely believe there is room for a hard grade, but... Well, I, I honestly believe in the age group that we sort of coach and we've got pretty young kids that we coach at the moment. I, I believe a soft grade is probably a better way of going for, as in you sort of keep friendships together and, and you keep a good team balanced together. And I believe you, that's where you get your best from your kids if they're playing with people that they know and, and they trust. Um, Do you
0: believe ripping the Band-Aid off slowly?
1: uh well if you want to put it that way <laughs> sure we can rip the band-aid off slowly i haven't heard that one before that's a good one
0: for me grading is all about it comes down to two aspects in sport one is ability and one is stability and you've touched on both of them with hard grade and soft grade i believe sport needs to in the junior years you've got your under eights under 10s there's a good you know a couple of years where your kids get to play with their mates after that The scoreboard's introduced, the the ladder and the rest of the competition starts grading. I feel that it moves away from stability of selecting teams on friendships, and it moves into the world of ability, where you start picking players who have the ability to play in the higher leagues.
1: Yeah, look, I understand that. I'll just stop you there if I can. Um, I've been doing a fair bit of research on this lately because I've been trying to find things to back me up because I know how well you come across with your hard grading. And I actually, there was a study done in America recently where they uh, interviewed a whole bunch of kids on, on uh, why they play sport. And for probably three of the top six that I can remember off the top of my head, was that all they wanted to do was try their best. They wanted to get play time and they wanted to play with teammates. There was nothing about going for that hard grade in the sense that they want to be as high as they can. They just want to play sport and play with their mates, which for me is a bit more of a softer softer sort of grade.
0: Well, see, the way that's worded, I agree with that. They want to play with their teammates. So they're not going to walk out into a footy field or a basketball court or a netball court on their own. They're going to have teammates there. Whether it be the ones they've played with for the last couple of years, or the ones they've made new friends.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that's that you can see see it that way. But um, I mean, at, at this age, uh, I know for a fact that my son he just loves playing with his mates. Whether that's footy, whether that's cricket, whether that's basketball, where he plays all three, he just loves going on that court, knowing that he his best mates are, are next to him, not necessarily teammates.
0: So we can both agree with grading that it is you either get your, you'll start off with two teams in from Auskick, under eights or junior basketball or whatever it's called. Then as you start moving into more competitive age groups, grading is all about picking new teams based on ability or stability. So what we've got to then look at is what are the benefits and the negatives of grading? So let's touch on what are the benefits of grading?
1: Yeah, the benefits, look, to be honest, it was it's sort of a hard sort of question in a way, um, but you, you're sort of trying to get uh, trying to establish teams, I guess, and I've touched on it before. Trying to get a stable sort of team together, whether it's on ability, and you you get all the the kids around about the, the same sort of level in how good they are for that sport, and teach them to grow and, and whatever else. But there's also, you've got to take, for me, you've got to take some sort of friendship into it. Because, I mean, there might be one kid out of a group of six that is absolutely brilliant and you put him in the higher grade away from that that other five, it sort of may take that sort of, Enjoyment out of it, so. So you're moving into the negatives
0: of grading. You're moved into the next topic. Well, I'm
1: sort of. I guess I'm. I'm touching on both at the same time, which is probably not a great way to go about it, but it. <laughs> uh, it's um, beneficial, I guess. To okay, so we can cut the topic there. And end of podcast. <laughs> it is beneficial. I, I, you just said it. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're done. What's the next topic? <laughs> Easy. So the way I see it,
0: the benefits of grading are you're getting kids of the same ability and the same determination into a team to develop at a potentially a different rate. They're going to have a different level of skill and a different level of determination. And by having them in a like-minded team, they will push one another. And yes, it'll happen in the B team as well, but I'm referring to grading in general. Off the back of that, You get a kid and you move him into the A team and he starts to really push himself because he wants to be to the standard of the other kids on his team or the other kids on the opposition team. Um, It's also building their confidence. There's so many benefits to the grading issue. Now, you wanted to touch on the negatives, so let's get into that. What are the negatives, Ben, of
1: grading? Well, negatives, I mean, you can lose a lot of kids to sport and, and the benefits of playing sport because they may not be enjoying it because they're not, they're not there with their mates anymore. They're not maybe with the coach that they're used to or, or however it might be for that particular child. It's a really touchy sort of area, this grading. And, and I think um, it's a really, you've got to sort of tiptoe a little bit in the sense that you've got to make sure that the kid's in a good good frame of mind, in my opinion. And you don't want to sort of push kids a bit too far one way and lose them all so
0: I guess negatives then are, one, you're going to have, a, potentially you can have players who will get a superiority complex and think they're better than everyone else. On the other side of the coin, you'll have kids who may potentially get a negative, uh, an inferior complex because they're not on the A team. Another negative is they're no longer playing with their mates, but they've got to make new mates. With both in negatives and the positive in mind, if it is such a divisive topic that causes so much conflict, Why do, Ben, why do clubs grade?
1: Well, in a way, it comes to a point where you kind of have to. I mean, I I look back at my cricket season last year and I had two under 12 teams, probably 16 kids that could have been in the 12 twos. I won't say the high grade, I'll say the 12 twos. And and then there was probably six or seven that were definitely probably in the 12 eights. and, And then they were sort of a friendship based sort of group and they all at the start of the season, said they wanted to play together. But unfortunately, 16 doesn't go into 11. So you kind of have to make grade in the sense to get the right amount of plays in the right amount of teams. And I mean, you can't go in with two and a half teams. So clubs have to grade so that kids are all getting a fair, as, a fair go as they possibly can. Now, how that club does that, Every club's different, I and mean, we you know that. I mean, my my cricket club probably coached probably grades a little different to your footy club, as we've probably come to under, understand that over the years. So, I mean, you just have to you've got to you've got to try and make a balance where the kids are getting the same amount of game time as much as you possibly can.
0: Now, off air, you touched on in basketball. Let's say you've got seven teams. and You've got the one team that's in the Premiership League, and you're of the opinion that they should be hard graded, all your best kids play in that level. The other six teams are more soft graded based on friendship circles. Is that how I heard you?
1: Yeah, that's totally correct. And that's where I came down before where there is definitely room for a hard grade. And uh, if you have got that A grade team, well, then yeah, you should be trying to make that as competitive as you possibly can. And then filter down through the other clubs, it's a lot easier with basketball, as you just mentioned. Some most clubs will have multiple teams in multiple in a particular age group, so it does become a little easier to be able to shuffle them around a bit more. So um, I guess
0: then, for the purpose of this argument or the, this topic, to me it seems pretty self-explanatory. But I also think, and I don't know the numbers, but I think a majority of clubs that are involved in grading only have two teams. So one team will be behind A grade or B but generally A grade, and the other team will be playing B, C, D, E, F, wherever. Um, So this is the one, this is the topic area I'd like to really focus on with what we're talking about, because this is when it becomes really tricky. When you've got seven clubs and little Johnny didn't make the premiership team, but there's six other teams for him to choose from, you're only dealing with the parent. It's not like you're really dealing with the whole grading issue. But when it's two teams and all of a sudden they've got to be swapped and mixed around because you want to make one in A and one in C grade, that's when you're dealing with the kids. And that's when you're dealing with the parents. And that's when you're dealing with the club. And that's when all these issues really start to take hold.
1: Yes, I totally agree with that. And that's when it becomes really, really difficult when you've only got the two teams to sort of play with.
0: From our understanding, we again, we're talking about the two teams. So the A team, you get all your better ability into that team. What about the B team? Yep.
1: So how do you grade that one? You're, you're, you're with this uh, – you like to go down the hard grade. How do you then grade that, that second team?
0: Now, I know what you're doing because I spoke to you off air about this and I know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to put words in my mouth. Everyone knows I'm a massive fan of hard grading. But what people don't understand is – I honestly do not believe you should strip out the B team to make the A team as powerhouse and then the B team's floundering. I believe there needs to be a balance. And that's not a soft grade, but there needs to be a balance.
1: Okay. All right. So let me give you a scenario. You're a footy coach, right? We all, we all understand you're a footy coach. And you, and, oh, you, and
0: I should point out, and a cricket coach until I got booted because you wanted the job.
1: Booted, booted. Okay, <laughs> that's a new one. I believe I believe you I was away and uh, come back from Sydney, I think, I believe, the first season. And you said, oh, I'm the cricket coach. I said, oh, well done, congratulations. You said, so are you. And I'm like, oh, am I? I didn't even know I was a cricket coach.
0: Mate, I'm an opening bowler. You never let opening bowlers coach kids at cricket.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'll remember that one. I believe I got coached by a few good opening bowls throughout my time. They make pretty good coaches. As you know,
0: as a bowler, if you can't get them out, you knock them out. You can't teach eight-year-olds that. They're too young to bowl bouncers.
1: Oh, well, that's – well, the batsman would think that. The bowler certainly wouldn't think that. That's for sure. But anyway, we we are digressing a little bit, and we were talking about two clubs, weren't we, and two sides, and you were going to let me know how you grade that bottom team?
0: So I don't believe you should strip out the bottom team and have a team of kids who no one would step up into a leadership role, fragment say.
1: Okay, so uh, scenario. What if, so what you're basically saying here, if you've got a footy team, which you coach and you do a really awesome job with, if you've got eight midfielders and you only want to take six into that top grade, so you're going to put the two in the bottom grade, is that correct? Correct. But what if they're 11th and 12th best player?
0: Yeah, so then, and again, with the A team, I believe you'll have six kids, maybe nine, um, who have the potential to play through the midfield. Yep. So for someone else to step into that role, they have to prove their desire to develop in that role, and they've got to prove their ability to play in that role. Otherwise, they've got to learn a different position. So if with the six, let's say using your number six, there's six that are playing A grade midfield, There's two who just don't make the chop. Do they get developed into another position? But if they've got a strong desire, they really want to play midfield, then it would be my intention to put them into the B team where they will play midfield and they'll get a lot of touches and they'll get a lot of fun because they'll be carrying the team from the midfield.
1: And if they're really, we all obviously have those really competitive kids and they're really competitive and they, get disgruntled from not playing in the A grade and then fall away and not play at all, what happens then?
0: Uh, Then I think it comes down to the parents, which we'll touch on very soon. The parents need to, and the coaches, need to educate the child about motivation. A lot of kids believe in this generation that everything gets handed to you. Motivation and determination needs to be taught to these kids so that if he does get dropped to the B grade or he does get moved to a forward flank, You go, nothing's final. You can still play in the midfield, but you've got to earn that role or you've got to improve in these areas so that you can play in that role or go back into the B team for a year, work on these areas, get your 20 kicks a game, have an absolute ball, and then come back up. And then who comes out? Exactly. And this is where it starts getting murky because once you've hard graded, Unless the kids are really struggling and hurt, getting hurt, they're not going to
1: want to drop, are they? Exactly right.
0: But for their own safety, some kids have to be dropped.
1: Yep, yep, I understand that. And I, I probably had one with the cricket last season. You might have remembered uh, one of your son's good mates came to play and he was unfortunately one of the two I sort of let know that they needed to go down. He obviously walked away pretty upset, but I did give his dad a call and explain to him that he hadn't played a game before and we were going into a grade that I felt was a little high for some of our kids as it was. The best thing about it is obviously the the dad and the son must have had some sort of chat uh, uh, behind closed doors and he came back and he had a ripping season. So what you're touching on with parents, yes, we will talk about that in a little bit, but Yeah, the the parents really need to be on board and really throw their arms around their kids and understand where they're coming from as well.
0: In my opinion, one of the greatest issues around grading is parents. As you've talked about, we both agree. Kids just want to have fun. They want to get out there and play a sport that they're passionate about. Whether that be in a harder graded team with new friends or a B grade team and still making new friends, obviously you and I will disagree on that one. But... The problem comes down to parents. Parents have such expectations on their kids. Now, when I'm coaching, and I often say this, you'll hear me say it to parents, you're only watching your kid. You're not watching the other 20. And as a coach, I have to watch all 20 kids. And for instance, I have one parent at the end of the year come up to me and goes, I know my kid's one of the top three players, so I don't have to worry about grading. He'll be with you. And I've walked away from that thinking, well, you know what? I actually don't think your son's as good as you think he is. And in my mind, he would have been in the B team, so parents have this unrealistic expectation where they want their kids to play.
1: Get and then up, no, they're looking out for their kids, really. If they feel that you're the better coach, then they want to be coached by you. Um, they're probably just wanting to keep that kid in that top team. So that, that especially if, you're, if you've been with them for a couple of years and they've got to know you as a coach, and they understand the way the way your philosophy is and they like your philosophy maybe they're just wanting to keep getting coached by you
0: so what about the other kids who haven't been and using your words haven't been coached for me last couple of years who do want to come up who do want their kids to be challenged
1: and pushed in a harder grade and want to be coached by me yeah well to be honest i don't think it's how we can deal with parents i think parents need to need to start to understand where the coach is coming from and maybe the coaches need to get the parents down before the season or, or the process of doing this grading and really understand what their beliefs are on grading. Um, and I think that's going to help with the uh, the parents' understanding where where it's all at. Um, I think uh, I, I think we us as parents, and we've got to take our coaches' hats off a little bit here, and I think us as parents have really got to talk to our kids. Maybe we want – the kids in the higher grade to to be coached by that particular coach, but maybe this our son might want to stay in the lower grade and, and just be a social sort of player. We, we've, I think, us as parents have got to listen to our kids in that sense. So
0: I think with parents that one hundred percent they have got to listen to their kid and find out where their kid wants to play and what their kid wants to achieve from the sport. If their kid is happy going out, getting his ten kicks, playing with friends or making new friends but the ability is not there to really develop at this point of time. We're only talking about right here, right now, because teenagers change so rapidly. You can come back over summer in a completely different build and strength and confidence and everything.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And you look at the footballers, right, and they always say the the ruckmen and the taller kids take a lot longer to develop.
0: So we've got to be mindful of that, that grading will occur year after year
1: after year. Yeah, exactly right. And there, there's no reason why little Johnny, who was your, your number seventh uh. On ball, I might go back into, into the, the B grade or C grade, whatever it might be, and really take it by take it by the ball and, and really have a brilliant season, win the best and fairest and sort of force the hand to make you sort of pick in next year.
0: And you know what? I honestly believe that's what the B team's all about. You develop those kids to push for spots in the A team. And by that, coaches who are coaching the A team should never, ever forget
1: the development of the B team.
0: Yeah, exactly
1: right, exactly right. And the best thing that I think you can do is have both teams train
0: together. 100% agree with that. I'm a strong advocate you never separate the two teams. Yeah, you can do a little bit of skill work or tactical work or working with a particular kid on a string, but by and large, I believe the A and the B should always train together.
1: Yeah, and that's when you can come back to to the parent then and say, look, he's still going to get coached by me on a a Wednesday night and he's going to get... 40 minutes of the 60-minute, a lot of time slot to, that I'll be coaching him and I'll be looking after him as well as, well as the other 39 kids or 40, or 40 kids, however many there is, and to really let the parents know that it's, it's only literally on the weekend for an hour or so that he's then with the other coach and he, he does what he wants.
0: So we've touched on what grading is, the different options of grading, benefits, the negatives, the other team and the parents. So to wrap things up, what would you, if you were a lecturer,
1: what would you be saying to coaches right now? Really, the, the easiest way that I can see around grading is um, just organising a committee and getting them to do it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, do we, do we, give, we have to, to do, give, do it? To give you <laughs> an idea, well, I'll share you where I come from and how I intend to tackle it. So I've coached since under eights, and I've always said that I will coach to... 11 under 11s and a year on because I want to be the face of getting those two teams through the murkiness of grading Um, I was always prepared to put my hand up and cop it I feel that coaches need to be upfront and honest they've got to have a philosophy on how they want to be graded and then need to stick to it because at the end of the year they're the ones who are going to cop uh, the, neg- the criticism or the positive feedback for what has happened throughout the year. So they've got to be true to themselves and have a strong philosophy that will last the year. The, parent- the coaches are also responsible for the health and the safety and the well-being of these kids. So I don't feel that a coach should allow a kid who's not up to A grade level to be in that team because he's going to get smashed. He's going to get tackled really hard and he won't get as many kicks and therefore won't get as much enjoyment as playing in the other team. So what I would say to a coach, start of the year, get all your parents together, sit them down, tell them your philosophy, tell them what you hope to achieve, get them on the same page as you, then get your do some skill work, grade them, do a practice match, grade them, work out kids to fit certain roles, what kids are happy to stay in B team for whatever reason, but try and get you know the bulk of the kids into the A grade who really want to be developed. And it does get murky because even like the club I'm on, they've got a policy that's all about hard grading. And I've read through the hard, the policy and it's you do the skill work, you do the practice match, you grade according to ability. But in talking to some of the execs, they're all about soft grading. It is a hard one. So that's why I feel it's really super important the coach has their philosophy and they stick to it.
1: Yeah, and that's sort of something that we didn't touch on too much as well. I mean, you, you've got to understand... Where the coaches are coming from, I totally agree with you. You got to get, you got to let the parents know what's happening. You got to keep them informed as much as possible. And what we didn't touch on is it's not always the coach that is making the decision. Sometimes it's the club. Sometimes it's the coach doesn't have much of a say in it. I mean, I look at basketball, for instance, and although I've had the the club ask me what my thoughts are on certain players in in certain age groups but at the end of the day they just give you your team and say there you go there it is you're getting contact with your parents and basketball's away and away and rolling so yeah you, you've really got to get the parents on the same wavelength and and the parents have really got to take a backward step and and really understand what the coaches are saying i totally agree with you on that one
0: And as coaches, we do have to understand and we do have to accept we are not going to keep everyone happy. We are going to upset, we are going to annoy, and some people may walk out on the club. That's where our club is awesome. They've always got the back of the coaches. They're always supporting their coaches because they know full well you cannot keep everyone happy come grading.
1: No, it's impossible, near impossible to do it. Um, And... Yeah, it really is a tricky, tricky sort of area that we're talking about. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, everyone out there. Give us a buzz, whether it's on email, whatever it might be, just to to give us your thoughts as well. Because we're not we're not rocket science. We don't know what the, the, the real answer is. We do it on what we feel and what we believe.
0: And that's a good point you raise too. If anyone's got a really <laughs> strong experience, both positive or negative, in this situation – Drop us a line via email to let us know. We may interview you or we may use your story in an upcoming podcast because I don't think this will be the last time we discuss this, topic.
1: No, I don't think so. And, and, and I just want to leave you with one thing, if I can. Soft grading, right? So we, our sons both have played on a basketball team from time to time. Uh, we were in a season, What was a, I think it was a couple of seasons ago now, I can't remember because of COVID. It's sort of, my mind's a bit squashier when they actually played the last season. But I believe the coach tried to insist on getting a team of friends together, whether it be football, cricket, whatever it is. But he did manage to get this team together of all mates, playing in, I think it was B grade, was that right? Yes. yes and probably a little high for some of them admittedly and there was probably a couple of kids that could have played a bit higher but got this team together started off okay and gradually built through a good coach who was, who was kept it fun and, and kept it enjoyable and and really really did a really good job I felt of, of give coaching the kids and teaching them the ways of basketball and in the end made it to a final and ended up winning a grand final, albeit behind at halftime, and a couple of kids overseas and one sick and couldn't run and one on the bench because he was fouled out. And that was all a soft grade, I believe. It wasn't a hard grade at all.
0: Greatest grand final I have ever witnessed in my life, and I say that honestly. Um, it had everything. But it's okay with what you're talking about because there's no tackling. In footy, you're getting hit from all different directions. In basketball, there's no tackling, so even if you're not as equipped to handle uh, the hits in basketball, it doesn't really matter. you just got to find the ball, find a bit of space and get the ball to your yeah, next no, team. No,
1: right. See, I don't agree with that. So what you're saying is basketball is a non-contact sport. By the rules of the game, yes. So what do you do when you lay a screen? There's contact, body contact there. That's not contact. That's That's, touching. that's not touching. So, it, And there was a prime example in that game. I do believe there was a young fella, probably the shortest one on the – or one of the shortest on the court. He stood at half court while one of our guys ran past him and laid a perfect screen on the defender and knocked himself over. That's not just touching.
0: That happened once in a whole game. You see that every five minutes in football. Yeah, but
1: this whole basketball is a non-contact sport. I don't like that. There's plenty of contact in basketball, and it's what you can get away with sometimes. I understand that.
0: no. You're absolutely correct, because after that game the coach patted
1: my son on the back. So there's contact. <laughs> very funny, very funny. <laughs> but as I said, that was a soft grade in the words of in your words as well. And they ended up having a really
0: successful season. See, I don't think you can hang your hat on that one, Ben, because that wasn't a soft grade. There was no grade in that one. That was just get your mates together and we'll play a season. Well, that's a
1: bit of a soft grade, isn't it? That's what I was Talk sort of coming across before when you're trying to keep friendship groups together.
0: No, yeah. because we'll
1: There was, we'll agree to there was agree. plenty of kids in the low in the lower grades that could have been in that team, and as I said, a couple could have played a bit higher.
0: So at the end of the day, in wrapping up uh, what is grading, you and I understand what it is, but we're not in agreement as to how it should
1: be done. No, we can't even agree what the what a hard and a soft grade is, can we? The end of the day it's got to happen yeah exactly right as as i touched on that if you've got so many kids in one age group you you, you've got to make it work and that you've got to grade some way and how you do it is a topic that we will probably never agree on but i think we're getting a little bit closer so
0: in moving right along looking to to next week we have our first interview coming up oh okay who's the interview with so I'll keep you in the loop with those two, but I think, seeing as you and I like to touch on the big ones, the big topics, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> um, let's. What do you reckon for after our next interview? We touch on coaches versus parents.
1: Coaches versus parents. Okay, so we're both coaches and parents. So that's going to be a tricky one.
0: Yes. So we'll have to discuss it with both hats on.
1: Yeah, we'll try to
0: anyway. Because I've got so much to say about my son's basketball and cricket coach.
1: Uh, Lucky I'm not his basketball coach. Oh, I mean his cricket coach. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, There's plenty coming on on my son's footy coach too. (laughs) Let's start serving up the dirt on each other. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right, mate. Well, I'll wrap it up here. You
0: have a great afternoon. Yes, and go the Tigers and dear listeners you'll no longer hear from Ben Springer <laughs> again because he's no longer been back <laughs> there you go
1: it was pretty easy wasn't it listeners i uh, will see you later see ya for everyone that wears a uniform there's uniforms.com.au hospitality uniforms.com.au corporate uniforms.com.au sport uniforms.com.au even the worksite you got it uniforms.com.au Uniforms.com.au, the uniform superstore for every uniform and every industry. And they're mobile, so they can bring their showroom to you. Visit Uniform Superstore's super range now at uniforms.com.au.